The 2023 NHL Entry Draft is in the books. We're going to take a look at what the Sharks did with all their other picks. This is Teal Town Live. But of course, if you want to be part of the show, you know what the drill is. Follow us on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. You can find us at Teal Town USA on all of those wonderful things. Um, tonight, uh, same crew as yesterday. It is me, it's Mark, it's Jules. Uh, I, have, I have called us, I've decided we are the draft squad now. Um, we're going to basically uh, take a look at what the Sharks did uh, on day two of the NHL entry draft. Um, everyone in the chat, obviously, if you have any questions, try to fire us our way. Um, we're going to try to get through this. Um, this. This is not going to be the marathon that yesterday was. <laughs> um, Mark, how you doing? I'm all right. Uh, a little bit tired. It's actually pretty exhausting following this whole thing. But uh, yeah, it's fun. So I'm in, a good, I'm in good spirits. Sounds good. Jules, how are you doing? I'm doing it. Yeah, I woke up at 8 a.m. to watch this thing. So it is exhausting. It absolutely is. All right. So, um... Basically, I think just for anyone who wasn't here yesterday, I don't want to go too in-depth. Obviously, we talked a lot yesterday about the, the first-round picks, but I thought I'd just, you know, kind of toss it around and just kind of get some thoughts with some, you know, some time to sleep on it, not in the moment. Um, how are you guys still feeling about night one of the draft for the Sharks? Mark, go first. Um, I'm ecstatic about it. It was great. Um, I watched some more things, some more clips, looked up the players even more than I already had, and I'm still feeling really good about it. So I have zero about what the Sharks did on night one. Awesome. Uh, Jules, what do you think? Yeah, same as Mark. I'm super happy. Quentin Musty looks like an absolute steal. Um, and I think you probably got yourself like your top, like him, like Smith's other winger. And if you can get your two top, like the top line out of this draft, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's funny because I was talking uh, with some of the guys in the Discord after. If you want to be in the Discord, hit up hockey underscore jerk on the Twitter machine. Um, we're talking and, you know, and something I wish I had said on the stream, but I think that was my first, like, night one of the draft was my first hell yeah Mike Greer moment. Because a lot of Mike Greer's moves have been, they you know, they, they've been fine. Some of them have been not so great, but I've, you know, my general feeling towards Mike Greer has been whelmed and yesterday was was definitely my first hell yeah Mike Greer moment and I wish that I had I don't know I wish I had uh you know done that had that thought of thought of that when we were doing this the show yesterday I yeah I think that's I fair um <laughs> I think it's fair just because also like when you look at his moves even the ones that have been pretty decent it wasn't like a you know, overwhelmingly good feeling. Like we right. we look back to like the Thrun trade, good Meyer trade is looking pretty decent. Um, and you know, some other small moves here and there, signing Stern. But there was nothing that was like glaringly amazing. Whereas last night, I think everyone can feel pretty excited about what was done there, even if some of those players kind of fit the mold of what he's been drafting. Whether it's the Massachusetts kid or the big tough. Or not tough, but like big player with size, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's not always a bad thing to follow some of those patterns. Yeah, I also Mike. I also think Mike Greer didn't really get a chance. Like he was given a like a sh like just a really bad plate. Like it's hard to offload that Burns contract. Timo, he was put in a tough position. Sure. So I also don't think he gave us an actual chance to be shocked by him, if that makes sense. 
because like you looked at what he was left with with and i'm not saying doug wilson did a bad look at what he was left with i don't think like he actually had a real shot at wowing any of us to be fair yeah to greer absolutely but that's just my two cents yeah um just before before we move on and actually get to the picks that were made today, uh, Vincent Alvarado in the chat asking, do you guys think the theory that Mike Greer, that Mitchkov told Mike Greer he didn't want to come to San Jose holds water? He did say that to Arizona. I'm very happy with Will Smith. Anything's possible. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of, when you get a guy like Mitchkov, I think a lot of things get lost in translation a little bit too. Because um, obviously speaking through an interpreter. So, my opinion, I mean, it's possible, but um, we kind of talked last night about Mitchkov where I kind of laid out why I didn't think Mitchkov was, was a San Jose pick and why the Sharks might steer clear of him. Um, you guys have any thoughts on that? I think, I mean, listen, the rumor, I actually didn't see that rumor, but if it is going around, it could maybe it's true. Um, I find it kind of hard to believe because the Sharks have a pretty long connection with Russian mm-hmm. players. Um and have historically just been a friendly place for Russian players. I mean, you look back to the 90s, we had a whole bunch of them during an era where Russians were first coming over to the NHL, yep. right? So um, I find it weird, but if it did in fact happen, that really makes me question him as a player. Like, I'm just not a huge fan of people who demand trades and before you've even been drafted telling teams you won't go there. So um, that makes me feel even 50 times better about the Will Smith pick. Sure if he in fact did have any of those um, comments in his meeting or conversations with Greer or any of the other Sharks folks. Yeah, if those rumors are true, I don't know if I want him organization. Um, like, because we see people like Agazino leaving, like we don't need, we don't need the culture to be more, I don't want to say ruined, but ruined. Um, so if he didn't want to be here, you know, Smith seemed super pumped to be a Shark. All of the draft picks seem super excited. One of them, the guy we traded up for, was like stoked. Um, yeah. We so we want people who like want to be here and all. So if those are true, I'm happy we didn't draft Mitchkov. Yeah. I, again, I don't. I don't know what. Like again, I think some things can get lost in translation. I think some people. I don't know. No one knows what happened except for the people in the room. Um, at the end of the day, uh, and it, the sharks are so tight-lipped about these things that i just i don't know how if even if that was the case i don't know how that gets out because it's not really the way the sharks have ever done business even like even like under mike Greer or even under doug wilson before that like they've always been pretty pretty tight-lipped about that kind of stuff um yeah all right so here we go um obviously the uh so the sharks had a bunch of picks uh today and this is who they ended up picking round two pick number 36 overall we got uh casper haltonen uh right wing six foot three 207 pounder uh from finland plays for hifk um and that uh thing obviously the those leagues are crazy because they have like different league they have different teams and like different leagues for different age groups um so but he had like he, he put up a decent number of points playing like for the for finished for the finland's under uh 18 team where he was also the captain um 
He, uh, future consideration says this is a highly skilled power forward with exceptional shooting instincts who thrives in transition and pushes into dangerous areas with ease. The defensive game needs some refinement, uh, elite prospects. Uh, some of the things A says was one of the best shooters in the draft, but has concerns about this tendency to overplay the puck, attempting to do too much on his own. They consider him a pretty raw talent, which makes me a little concerned because, um, I don't know that I have questions still in the Sharks development. Uh, Mark, go ahead. Any any thoughts on this player? Um, yeah, so I'm fairly happy with his pick. He wasn't one of the guys I was really focusing in on. Um, I watched some videos, and I also don't know which one it is with his last name. I've heard Haltonen, and I've heard Haltonen, so I'm not 100% sure there. But I like his size, and also, you know, we've got a bunch of quick, good skating um, playmaking forward so adding another guy to the team who is more of a finisher more of a shooter um i'm okay with that and i really like what he did in the under 18s um, even though sometimes i think that can um make someone's stock artificially rise late in the season right. um but i do like the numbers he put up there so some people had him rated in the 20s others had him a little bit later in the 30s and 40s so it looks like he's kind of right in the middle of where we picked him so i don't really think it's a reach or anything um but it's going to take some time probably for him to develop. Are you, would you be concerned before I pass this to Jules, would you be concerned about the, the numbers when he was playing in the, the actual men's league? Cause the numbers aren't, I wouldn't. Fair. Yeah. So supposedly he didn't really get much playing time. Um, I did see some videos of him on the power play unit. Um, I don't know if it was the first or the second power play unit, but for the most part, from what I've read and what I saw, he was not playing a major role on the team. And for someone of his age to be already playing in that league is impressive enough. Um, so I really wouldn't read into it. Most young players tend to struggle in whether it's the Swedish league, the Finnish league, um, or really any of the European leagues. They, they're not really rewarded with a lot of playing time for the most part, unless you're a star in the making like Carlson. Jules, any thoughts on this player? I'm just happy we got another guy who can shoot, honestly. Like, uh, we don't have a lot of those. We have a lot of playmakers in the prospect pool and a lot of little guys who have a lot of skill. And I think, like, I don't know if you guys saw, like, Moore's comments. Um, They're basically trying to build a team that's basically possession gods, I think. Because they were like, you know what I mean? So I'm honestly just happy at this point we got a guy who can shoot other than Gushin. Um, Eklund's shot's developing. You know, Smith's shot is going to develop. Um, I'm just honestly, I'm really excited for this guy's shot. And if he can put it together, he can, I, as I said earlier, the Sharks may have gotten a, like a top line in this draft if all of these guys pan out. So I'm just excited for his shot. Like, of course, the, he has some flaws. He's a second round pick, you know, but I, I'm really hyped about this guy's shot because it, it, it looks lethal and it looks like it can do some damage in the NHL. Yeah. And like he was ranked by a bunch of different services. I think the average rank I worked it out was about 45. So it's not, it's pretty pretty value pick in my opinion um i think the one thing that if you watch the barracuda as much as i did last year um i think one thing that really stood out was how easy some of them got knocked off the puck so that seems to be a something that they've definitely addressed uh in this current draft class because a lot of a lot of big bodies a lot of guys that are pretty decent puck protectors um so it'll be interesting i'm, I'm curious to see i don't know if i don't know if this gentleman's going to be at the um prospect scrimmage uh thingy coming up but uh if he is i'm looking forward to uh to seeing him uh okay so moving on round three 71 uh, pick number 71 i had to scratch my head on this one <laughs> uh brandon svoboda this is a player they 
picked up, they, they dra um, traded up to get uh, six foot three, 212 pounds, uh, plays for the Youngstown Phantoms in the USHL. I believe he's playing in Youngstown again next year, but he has a Boston University commit. So that always, you know, anytime a guy's going to go the college route and you go to one of the bigger colleges, I think that always raises an eyebrow to me because if they're interested, then I should probably be interested too. Um, his average rank um, from the from the, the scouting services that uh, had rankings for him was 119. Um, and just a quick thing here on him, Elite Prospects says another raw talent. Um, actually, another raw talent is my words. <laughs> uh, Svoboda battles hard around the net and works hard on the forecheck and is a decent passer. Um, the concerns are plenty, though, and they include, uh, funny, I just said that, um, puck protection, decision-making speed, and his edge work uh, are all things that they highlighted. Um, 59 games played for in the USHL, 26.16 goals, 10 assists. Um, Jules, I'll let you start since I let uh, Marco first last time. Any, uh, any thoughts on trading up to get this guy? Was this the first what the hell moment of the draft? I think it was for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, when I, when I heard the Shreks traded up, I thought they were going to go for Jaden Perron or someone around, around that area. Not going to mm -hmm. lie. Um, because also, if you look at the like what Carolina got, they drafted Jaden Perron with that pick, and I was actually fairly high with him. Um, I was really also Carolina just always does well on on the drafts. It's kind of unfair. Um, no, but this guy, he, he's a definitely a Greer like the first actual Greer pick. Like he's gonna go to the net. He's gonna battle in front of the net. I think he has a good tool set. Like you said, it's just a matter of can he put it all together. Was it worth trading up? No. Was this the first moment that was just like, are you kidding me? Yes. Um, if he puts it together, he could be good. I'm not super hyped about this guy, though. Mark? Um, yeah, I actually don't have a ton on him. Um, kind of out of left field, he looks like he was mostly projected in the 100-plus range, so it's kind of weird that we traded up two picks that we probably could have gotten him with one of those um, just to go up and get him. Um, but... He's committed to BU. I know that's obviously Hockey East connection with the Sharks. And I guess if you look at his physique, 6'3", 212, he's kind of fits that mold. Um, I will say that I, I incorrectly tweeted earlier that Peter Svoboda is related to him. They're not related. Okay. <laughs> he's separate. It, I thought they had the same bloodlines, but I'm 100% wrong on that. So if you saw that tweet, please ignore it. <laughs> but um, he, uh, yeah, I think this was kind of the first one where I was also like, Greer, what was that? What are we doing here? Um, but then uh, pick number, uh, pick for round four, pick 123, uh, a little bit of redemption. They pick up uh, Lucas Cagnoni from the Portland Winterhawks, 5'9", 183 pounds Canadian. Uh, of the scouting services that had him ranked, he had an average rank of 60. Um, future consideration says he has an above average four-way mobility. Uh, four-way mobility with a strong shot selection and while his defensive game legs behind his offensive game the gap between them isn't that large uh ep uh elite prospects uh also said that they commented on a shot selection as well so that's always nice when you see consistently between different scouting reports and something repeatedly comes up that's obviously a good sign and shot selection i think for me is a big thing that i always look for especially from players playing junior hockey because junior hockey you can kind of blow pucks through goalies and sometimes guys take a really long time to address to the pro game when they can't just shoot from anywhere and and blow a puck through a goalie um 
they like his ability to control the game in the offensive zone and they say you know but they, i think their their one caution was when you look at defensemen of his profile he is a little undersized um mark i will let you go first on this one yeah, so definitely checked out some clips of him because he's a pick I'm excited about. Um, last name was pronounced Canyoni by a bunch of the broadcasters um, from bad. his junior games. No, I, I thought it was Cagnani. So, yeah, um, Canyoni is how they were saying it on the broadcasts. But, yeah, again, the size is kind of always what makes these kind of players fall in the draft, right? Like mm -hmm. you look at his resume and what his skills are. If he's a six foot two defenseman, he's probably going in the first round. Um, so to get someone with his skill set this late in the draft, I mean, it's not late, but still in the fourth round, that's pretty impressive. Um, I definitely like his upside. I think he's probably more of like a second round talent. So to get him where we got him was good. And if he can just keep developing, I don't really think size is necessarily a hindrance anymore, even at the defensive position in the NHL. So it's a great pick here to the point where I think if we had just switched this pick and the pick in the third round, right. I wouldn't even really question that third round pick. Um, I think that is actually the correct progression you should have had with these players. Um, but yeah, I'm li I like this pick. It's a good one. I think it's probably his best pick of the second day. Yeah. Jules. I loved this pick. Um, absolutely love this pick. I think he has a chance to be an absolute steal if he develops right. Um, I mean, we our defensive pool now, you can feel a lot more confident about it. Um, you know, him and Havlet, honestly, I think carry a lot of the load now. But, um, you know, it's he's a guy to be excited for. If he can put it all together, you know, look out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, like, I look at the numbers. He had 60, 64 points in 67 games with the Winterhawks. I mean, that's, that's an ungodly amount of points for a guy who wasn't even drafted in the WHL. Um, undrafted and just kind of came out of nowhere uh, and flew up the rankings. If, if this guy's two inches taller, he's a first-round pick. Yeah, like hundred <laughs> percent. He he kind of feels like a Lane Hut like Lane Hutton situ situation like last year, where like he just fell because of his size, and then the following year he breaks out. So look out for this guy yeah. to just absolutely demolish the league next year. And hey, he's now on the Sharks. So there you go. Yeah, I I think this is probably outside the first round, probably the pick that I am the most excited about. Um, so it's pick five, uh, or sorry, round five, pick 130. Uh, they draft Axel Landon, uh, right defense, right shooting defenseman, six foot one, 185 pounds, uh, plays for the HV 71 program when the SHL slashed all their uh, <laughs> younger leagues. Um, Sweden, uh, average rank again of more, more he was ranked, he, the average rank was about 154 for him. Um, Future Considerations says that the ability to play on, he has an ability to play on either side of the ice. Um, he is known for his power, determination, and physicality with a good active stick and good gap control. Uh, needs to work on faster decision-making with the puck, um, but, has a, but has a good pass in an otherwise limited breakout ability. So it's an interesting pick. Again, I think once you get into this range, you're, you're starting to pick up your projects, obviously, um, when, when you're picking in this range. But decent a decent number of points for the in, in the hv 20 uh, 71 junior league um for a guy who doesn't you know doesn't super strike as a as an offensive defenseman type uh type of guy here um any thoughts here jules yeah he kind of gives me the vibe of a just defensive defenseman old school like a little he's not gonna blow you away but 
honestly, y'all, it's the sixth round. Was yeah, this was the sixth or seventh. Fifth. Was no, sorry, seventh round. They didn't have a pick on the sixth round, but the seventh round, you're just shooting at darts. Yeah. If this guy lands and is available, like a good like sixth, seventh man, I'm not upset if they get a good defensive defenseman. Um, except it concerns me because on one of the sides, it just says hockey sense poor. So um, that's a tad concerning, but everything else is like average. So he's your like casual seventh round. But if he, he seems to be a good defender, maybe a Jake Furlong situation, except Jake Furlong went a lot higher up than he did. Yeah. Mark, anything? Yeah. Um, kind of just echoing what you both said. I think once you get to this part of the draft, I don't mind taking someone who's more of like a stay at home defenseman, safe player. Um, like if he becomes a, a third pairing number six or number five, that's still a win. This is what the fifth round, 130th overall. Yeah. So, um, you look at that and the guys who are going in this range, you're just wanting an NHL player. And when you have someone who's more of a defensive defenseman, they're going to get the trust of a coach a bit more. Um, so he's got the size for it. And he did still put up 10 goals um, in 44 games. So maybe he's got a shot, um, like an actual decent shot that they can work with. Um, so we'll see how he develops. But I don't really have any issues one way or another with this pick. Yeah, I, it's it's fine. Um, the next pick, they took two spots later. They were still in the fifth round at pick 132. They selected Eric Polkamp. Uh, he is a D plus one player. So he what he's this is his second draft. 5'11", 205 pounds. Pays for the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders of the USHL. He is committed to the Benji State University, which I had to Google because I'm like, where is this? Um, and they play in the CCHA, so I should have known that because Lake State's right across the river, and that's the division they play in. Um, D plus one player. I think the one thing that I will point out here, though, is like he had a huge jump in points last season. Uh, his draft year, he was he had 61 games and only 18 points. He had 59 games this year and jumped up to 51 points. So it's interesting. Um, Mark, uh, I know you're not a big uh, draft plus one guy, though. Yeah, I mean, again, so I don't think I'll ever really get too upset of a pick later than, like, the fourth round. Once you get beyond the fourth round, I think I've already gone through my list of guys that I've even been aware of this year. Um, so then it's really just kind of trusting our professional scouts and our amateur scouts to, like, see something in these guys in their viewings. Um, so, yeah, I personally don't love players that have already been passed over, especially if they're still only playing in the USHL. Like, if a guy was passed over last year, then goes to NCAA, mm -hmm. and he actually puts up decent numbers, I can live with that. Um, but USHL, I don't really put a lot of stock in that league as a guy who's 19 years old already, because you're playing against a lot of younger players. Um, so, that being said, though, it, you you can't ignore that he pretty much doubled or tripled his production from the year previously. Um, and he is committed to a D1 program. Yeah. So that means there's also a university that likes what he brings. Um, so we'll see how he does next year. Um, but yeah, it's just another meh, meh pick. It's okay. Any thoughts, Jules? Yeah, basically what Mark said, just echoing that seventh round at this, they're taking a swing on a guy who has, seems like, took a leap like offensively this year seems to have some a shot some skill um i'm not mad about it if he puts it together great if not it's a seventh rounder i'll sleep yeah, happily rounder, yeah yeah fair enough uh okay so now moving on to the seventh round as the sharks did not have any six rounder picks we are now at pick 
196. Uh, they picked David Klee, a forward, uh, 6'3", 187 pounds, Waterloo Blackhawks of the USHL. Really a lot of picks from the USHL this year. Although I will say I approve, I would rather USHL picks than just random high school player picks. For sure. <laughs> um, I guess his father played in the NHL. Again, like once you get to this point in the draft, I apologize that the information just starts going away. But I don't know other than other than his father plays in the NHL and where he played last year. Um, not a ton of points in the USHL last year. 13 points in 57 games. But again, you know, for a forward, that doesn't impress me that much. But at this point in the draft, I don't know. <laughs> Either of you guys have any uh, any thoughts on this? I just know that his skating is not good. That's the only thing I got on that guy. Like, his skating is not good, and you're just kind of hoping he was, like, what the athletics told me. He's not a great skater, and that you're hoping he's buried somewhere deep in the lineup. In the USHL in this year, he can actually get a chance to show what he's got. I wouldn't put too much weight on it, though. Yeah. Um, seventh round is where I love to take tons of risks which we can get to then with our next pick. But this pick is just like, I don't know, I, I just don't see the upside. Again, I'm not going to be upset about a seventh rounder, but this guy isn't really doing much in the USHL. Um, I know he's got the family bloodlines and um, he's got a decent, you know, he's got good size. Looks like he's built pretty well, 187 pounds as well. Um, he did tear up like, lower level leagues like these it looks like you should tear up some triple a level leagues mm -hmm. but uh i don't know three goals in 57 games in the ushl i just I, I don't know but he's going to north dakota and they're a really good program right so. yeah and i did i did forget to mention that uh, and it's one of those things right like i think when you look at commit like guys who are committed you always want to like look at where they're committed to and again like i said earlier um for you know the guy who was going to to Boston, like obviously Boston University has a really, really good program. So uh, North Dakota is one of the better programs in the country. So if they're interested, I guess I should be interested too. Um, I mean, we'll see how it turns out, right? It's a seventh round pick. Uh, and then with their final pick of the seventh round at 203, they picked uh, Igor Rumashevsky. Um, he is a six foot two, 198 pound forward. Uh, plays for MHK Dynamo Moskva in uh, the MHL. Uh, Russian uh, Russian pass, uh, Russian citizen slash Belarus citizen. So born in Belarus, but also a Russian citizen. Um, he played uh, 29 games in the MHL and had uh, 13 goals and 13 assists. So not 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 bad. Uh, in the those aren't terrible MHL numbers. Yeah, point per game. That's good. Um... It, it caught my eye that McKean's hockey had him as high as 90th. So that means at least somebody saw something they really liked. And also, again, mm -hmm. size, 6'2", almost 200 pounds. Um, so if he is talented and, you know, putting up a point per game in the MHL, he's showing he's got offensive abilities. So maybe there's something there. But this is the kind of pick that I definitely like to see. I think back to, like, when... Um, I don't remember if that was Wilson Jr., but when we took like Chekovic and um, Junior draft. Um, Shemilevsky in like yeah. the late rounds, those are the picks I want to see in those late rounds where if you do hit, you're getting like a really decent player, um, not just, you know, a guy who's going to be like, I don't know, a depth college <laughs> player. And if he gets an AHL contract, like there's a certain players you can just guess straight off the start. You're like, that guy may get an AHL contract. 
um, but I don't feel that way about this one. So this one feels a bit better. Yeah. Um, I guess any any surprises from from dra- from the second day for either of you guys? Like anything that stuck out to you guys as far as random things? I was surprised the Sharks didn't take a goalie after they made a point of saying that they were going to. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Um, and I think part of that had to do with the run on goalies in the second round. Um, I think Greer made a comment after the draft about the fact that they wanted one, but they weren't going to reach right. for one. And it makes sense if a lot of, this isn't really a good goalie draft. Like, I think there were two guys who were maybe considered like potential starting goalies, like not even like franchise goalies. Um, and then suddenly, like, what was there, like five or six goalies went in a very short period of time in the second yeah, round. There's, there's, so it's the run, maybe, right? Like you get one goalie and then everyone's yeah. like, oh, goalie time. <laughs> yeah, maybe their list dried up and they were just like, OK, guess we're not taking a goalie yeah. today. And I'm fine with that being this is kind of a forward draft, not even so much a defensive draft. Like next year we can talk about, I'm assuming next year there's, from what I've heard, there's more defensemen and actual goalies that are projected to be better. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think with this draft, I think what I'm, I think the identity of the sharks now, what I'm realizing or like this upcoming sharks, is just what I said at the beginning possession gods, like they're getting size. They're they're It's, they're not just tiny little players that have skill. I think we're seeing the pool come together and that's honestly really cool to see being it's been like four years and it's getting, you know, yeah, hard to watch Sharks games. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I guess the, the fun thing to do is, is a letter grade. Do you guys have a letter grade? I think it's like in the B plus a minus range. Um, I think also for where they picked in all their picks, with the exception of one or two, I feel like they pretty much got value. Mm-hmm. Um, like you look at Smith any other year, he's probably a number one or number two overall. Um, you look at Musty, he probably should have gone top 15, top 20. And then Canyoni, we got probably 30 to 40 spots after he should have gone. So I see value there. And then obviously we reached for a little bit for a couple guys. But overall, I'd say probably in the A minus B plus range. Jules? Um, if the Sharks didn't do that trade up for that center um, that I'm blanking on the name of, I would give them like an A. But that trade kind of, I don't know. I feel like you could get two other players and like better players than what they got. So I'll give them like a B plus. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm going to be a little more generous. I'm going to go A minus um, based on what I'm seeing. Based like I, I like a lot of what they did. Yeah, they you know they did some weird things, but um, they weren't Arizona weird or Montreal weird. So I guess there's that. <laughs> any, um, I guess any overall thoughts we wrap this up? Cause we're not gonna go very long today. We went four and a half hours yesterday. I think, I think we're good. Um, three and a half hours. I don't know. Four, almost four hours yesterday. I think, um, any teams that winners, losers in your guys, just randomly. Um, I think Blackhawks are an obvious winner simply just cause of Bedard. Um, also more was a pretty good pick. I'm somewhat on the fence with Arizona. I do think they got some decent value and hearing some more of these rumors about, um, uh, and what he's been interested in, not interested in. Maybe that Simashev pick makes a bit more sense. Um, and I really like that they got Hrabel, the goalie at 38, as well as, um, uh, boot in the middle of the middle of the first round so right. they got a lot of value there too but as we know the coyotes like they just 
take a million good players every year and still they didn't never seem to progress. <laughs> so <laughs> who knows if that'll actually turn into anything for them. But um, I would point out those two teams. And also, I mean, even the Flyers, you look at the Flyers, they did pretty well. Yeah. Um, to get Mitch Cobb at seven, it's pretty good. And they got Oliver Bonk, the fairly um, projectable defenseman. Like you're going to get an NHL player out of him. So I think they did pretty well too. Anyone for you, Jules? Uh, Columbus. I think Columbus absolutely nailed it. Um, who did they get that I really like? They got like Whitelaw. They got Gavin Brindley, who played with Adam Fantilli in like the early second round. Right. Like I think Columbus did absolutely just they're turning a corner, I think, in Columbus, and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I dig it. Um, so yeah, like I said, um, just a quick show tonight. I uh, just kind of wanted to recap. Uh, what happened on day two? I saw a question earlier in the chat as far as like what we're gonna do. If if the Sharks do something on free agent day, um, then I'm sure if we'll do something if the Sharks do something. Um, but I don't I don't know if we're gonna do anything if if nothing really happens Sharks related on the first. I I'm not promising anything. But if the Sharks do anything, um, we'll obviously come on and and uh, talk about it. So. Um, just the best way to the best way to do all these things, as I always, as you always say, if you're a YouTube person, is if you ring the bell, you'll be notified whenever we go online. So <laughs> there we go. I got my uh, I got my cheesy YouTube thing in. Uh, guys, any any final thoughts on the weekend before we wrap this up and uh, take a very much needed rest? The sharks. Um, I... Oh, sorry. Go, Mark. Yeah, you go ahead. Oh no. Direct. That's my fault. <laughs> No, I just want the Sharks prospect pool, pool got a lot better. Like I've said this before, they're going to possess the puck and they're going to score a lot of goals whenever this team actually comes together. Like I'm really excited for the future Sharks. Like I'm starting to believe in it a little bit more and like getting Smith, getting Musty. That's going to be so much fun to say for us. Musty shoots and scores. Um, But yeah, I think they're starting to build a really f- fun team to watch in like two to three years. <laughs> Yeah, it's just going to be getting there, I guess. Mark, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think even just the next week will be exciting. What is it? Uh, the sixth, the prospect camp starts. Um, so we're in, or is it two weeks? I don't remember the exact date, but we're not far off from that. So we should get a few videos of practices, some uh, a scrimmage. I'm sure that'll be streamed. Yeah, so streamed. that'll definitely be something that I want to watch. Um, and I think. It's going to be very interesting to see what players are with the big club next year. If you think about the prospect pool, like are, is Eklund full timer now? Um, I imagine so, but we don't know. Is Beastead going to come over and um, play in the AHL? Um, these are things to look forward to. And you, if you look at the depth chart now of our prospects, I think you really have two decent lines and two decent pairings on defense. Um, and maybe even above decent when it comes to those players. So we might be lacking at the goaltending position still, but the positions that are harder to fill, like I feel like you can get a goalie around the NHL once you're a competitive team, but it's not easy to get a number one center or a number one pairing defenseman. And um, Makama Doolin, I cannot wait to watch this guy for a full year. I think he's got a ton of talent. So those are my thoughts. I'm excited about our prospect pool. I think the summer is going to be interesting with some – you know, trade rumors, everyone kind of crapping on our veterans, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of echo all of that, right? Like I think, um, 
obviously we're, we're going to start, uh, as we've seen Mike Greer kind of been GM for a year. Now we're kind of getting an idea of the, of the direction. And, and, and there's things that I definitely, there's things that definitely give me hope. And I think, uh, not this weekend cause it wasn't a weekend, but, uh, the last two days have definitely, um, you know, I don't have any hope for the immediate future, but I do have hope for the future itself. So I think, uh, as a Sharks fan and knowing the situation we're in, that's kind of all you can really ask for. Um, yeah, so let's get us out of here so we can, uh, do other things. <laughs> um, again, I, you know, I do want to thank everyone for coming here. I want to thank both of you guys for, uh, hanging out with me on that show yesterday. Um, that was a long one and, and it's challenging, but I think it's, it's it's one of the hardest things we'll do a year, but it's also one of the funnest things we'll do a year. So I'm glad that uh, I got to share that with both of you. Um, Thank you, too. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, I'm going to get us out of here. Um, again, if you want to be a part of the show or all that stuff, you know, find you can find this. Um, this will be on our audio platform. So if you want to find it, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all the usual stuff, uh, you can find us there. Uh, other than that, thank you so much for watching, guys, and we will see you on the next one.